After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Deuce and more, deuce and more, they tell you what they know. Deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, the podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast recording this on a Wednesday night. Last night, the Kings, what a victory it was over mm. the Golden State Warriors. Mm. They came back from being down big. And escaped with a win. They clinched Group C. We're all feeling good. Well, less than 24 hours. Feeling a little bit different tonight after the Kings on the second. I have a back-to-back. Get absolutely dominated by the L.A. Clippers tonight in Sacramento, 131-117. to The Kings now 10-7 and on the season. There's a lot to go over from this one as the Kings will try to bounce back Saturday against the Denver Nuggets. Cool. Tonight's podcast presented by our friends who are at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website, northwestexteriors.com. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Morgan, how you doing? You already know the answer. Not great. Tired. And when I say tired, I don't mean like, oh, I'm, t- I'm tired on a podcast. No, no, no. It's like that tired energy that flowed throughout the entire arena. And it was, one, second night of a back-to-back. Two, not getting that energy from an entire King squad because there was one player that was giving uh, all the energy he had left. And then three, you just, I mean, you just felt it in that building too. It was, and not to say that it was like, oh, the fans weren't cheering loud enough. I'm talking like, it felt like everyone from ambassadors to, you know, like just people throughout this building was just a different energy. It was lower. Yeah. And you know what gives you a little more energy is when the team you're watching That's it. provides it. Exactly. And it was not good from the start. Sacramento allowed 35 points in the first quarter. James Harden was absolutely on fire. He had 17 of his total of 26 points in the first quarter. Insane for James Harden. Why are you laughing? Well, you saved that one. But two, I wasn't expecting that from James Harden from the start. From the start, like we joked about this yesterday going, hey, this will be the game that James Harden really figures it out. And he came out red hot against the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, um, th- this game was frustrating for many reasons. One, I already knew going into it, it was going to be a tough game. And not because it's the second I have a back-to-back. We can talk about that stuff later. Sure. This Clippers team mm. in their last game. 
They were at home, had a double-digit lead headed into the fourth quarter against the Nuggets. A Nuggets team who was playing without Jokic, without Gordon and Jamal Murray. And Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan dominated them. And they they lost a double-digit lead at home. So they got some rest, came up to Sacramento with like, no, we're going to go ahead and beat this team. We, we got to take advantage of this team. And they, they looked really good tonight. They yeah. had some really incredible moments in this game. And what, what were you going to say? I was just going to talk about the Clippers. Why? Yeah, what about the Clippers? It was just, it was just I mean, how, how good they were playing. Just like you said, all the incredible moments. What stood out? Um. So I guess, I mean, we can just talk about the Clippers then and just everything that was happening with them they seemed like they were playing together they were figuring it out and they were playing together (laughs) what happened i thought you were gonna elaborate well i was but then i felt bad that i like cut off i cut off your point oh my god we are like the kings right now are you kidding i felt like i cut off your point and then and like you're no i'm I'm begging you to elaborate please i feel like i'm getting yelled at and this fragileness that I'm feeling is something else that we'll have to talk about with Domas Sabonis and some other fragile mentalities on this team. But yeah, the Clippers came in, they dominated, and they dominated with the way that they were just like playing together. They were playing like a team that has played at this high level before, but somehow they hadn't done this against any te- any other team except the Sacramento Kings this season. The shooting was awesome for the Clippers in total. They ended up shooting just under 54%. They were 14 of 28 from three-point land. I think a couple of things tonight from Sacramento. One, your all-star center did not look like an all-star center. In fact, it was Zubats who looked like the all-star tonight. And Sabonis got worked. There's no other way to put it. Zubats got the best of him. Sabonis could get nothing going inside. He was getting manhandled by the guy. It was good to see him step out and shoot the three a couple of times, right? I think he knocked down two threes on the night. He had one air ball. But, hey, I love that he's taking that shot. But he had no confidence to go inside on Zubats. And Zubats also on the other end hurt Sacramento. He was playing physical. He's bumping guys. There's one play underneath where Sasha had to get switched on him, and Zubats went bully ball. And on the at the end of the night, you see Zubats finish with 14 points, eight rebounds, three dimes. Sabonis finished with 11 points, five rebounds, three dimes on three of 12 shooting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Clippers' defense looked pretty locked in, but at the same time, the Kings just... We're settling for outside shots. And when I say settling for outside shots, I thought they were doing a good job at times being aggressive in and trying to get that paint touch and take it in. But then there was other times it was like they would get that paint touch, pass it out quickly, and whoever was shooting it felt like there was enough space to shoot the ball so they would chuck up that three. When it was like just because that's the first open shot doesn't mean it's the best shot in that offensive possession. I completely agree. I, I, I felt like they were taking so many threes. And I know in this offense, they're going to they're gonna shoot a lot of threes. They end up on the night 13 of 41 from three. But they shot 22 threes. Excuse me. I messed that up. They were 8 of 22 in the first quarter. They were 3 of 10 from three in the first quarter. And at the half, they were 7 of 26 from three. 26 of their 46 field goal attempts 
were three-point attempts. And I didn't feel like they were all good ones. You know, like Morgan's saying, it's about getting the paint touches, spraying. And sometimes you, you pass one up. Or maybe you pump fake and drive and get in the paint again. Get the ball reversals going. Get the defense moving a little bit. Sacramento was taking the first three. Every time. Every time. And it was just allowing the Clippers to, I don't know, find their rhythm and play at their pace. And they felt like they were just playing their game the entire game, where the Kings feel like they have been inconsistent throughout multiple games now. It's a little alarming. But at the same time, I think when one team figures out how they want to play a game, the Kings need to do a better job of altering their game or even coming out of the half and altering their game. And that hasn't even happened the last two games. I, I think I think when you look back at the Warriors game last night, it wasn't that they altered the way that the Warriors were playing. It was self-inflicted a little bit with the way that Draymond was getting the technical and getting in his own head. And then guys were missing shots. Sure, the Kings picked up the intensity and everything as well. Uh, yeah, see, I think you're being unfair there because I thought last night they started blitzing Curry and we talked about the recovery on the other mm -hmm. end, how hard it is to blitz Curry. Tonight, they blitzed Harden, but they didn't recover at all. Well, they didn't recover, and every single time the blitz just wasn't working. So right. then it just came to a point where they shouldn't have been throwing. That. Like, that adjustment yes. need to be made. Like, okay, let's stop doing that. Got to make sure you have someone. I mean, the second line of defense is atrocious tonight. Atrocious. Like, Sabonis just wasn't present. And then on top of that, it just didn't matter what big body was down there. It was like. It was, it just wasn't enough. Sure. I'm not in, I think it's important to talk about the pieces that they are playing against Kawhi Leonard being able to body up and go Paul George. You have to respect his shot, but also understand that he's going to play, make and go and, um, hit a mid range shot, whatever it is. But yeah, I, I've seen the Kings defend these guys at a much higher level. I want to go back to the Sabonis thing because when I had mentioned what Zubats did to him, we didn't really spend enough time on it. Why, why do you think Sabonis struggles with some of these guys? Like, whether it's Kavon Looney, Draymond, even tonight with someone like Zubats. I don't know, because I think he's capable of going through them um, and, and getting his. I mean, he shot those two, th well, he shot three threes, but the two... Two of the three looked really good, right? He was open. I loved it because it was like, okay, you have to respect me a little bit. But I love that it wasn't too many threes for him. Um, but I like that he was knocking those down. But you look at... But I, outside of that, he had that's one what field I'm goal. Saying. He was three of 12. It, didn't, it just didn't feel like it wasn't... It, it, those second chance opportunities of him battling through and trying to make an easy basket. Like, sure, he was missing some of those. But I felt like the way that he was going up, it was he was looking for a foul rather than just like trying to body through, which we've seen him do on other nights. I think the Kings have a few guys on the roster who, when they get into a funk, they get into their head a bit. Well, that's what we were saying. Fragile. Sabonis, so, so mm -hmm. Herter, and Keegan. Keegan's yeah. a young player who fights through it. and Which it, they're I mean, human and it's going to happen. Chris Duarte too. Sure. But, I mean, you say it happens, but you, again, there's expectations when you talk about an all-NBA player like Sabonis, right? He was an all-NBA guy. And it to me, it's reminiscent to when the Kings played the Lakers at the start of the road trip, where Sabonis absolutely dominated AD. And then we're here after night on night chat talking about AD going, 
he can't have games like this. Mm-hmm. Like he can't have games where he's not a factor. And tonight, I felt like Sabonis. It wasn't like, oh, he, hey man, he had a bad game. He missed some shots. He was not good. And the Kings just can't afford that, especially when Keegan's still out. Yeah, you know, second I have a back to back. Sabonis can't have a game like this. No, and it's not about having a double-double. It's about just having, like you're saying, consistency in him being an aggressive player out there, being someone that um, that all, takes so much pride in his game, and he leaves it all out there. I don't, I don't ever question whether or not he's going to leave it all out there, but I think it's kind of like you said, there's nights where it's like, mentally he becomes fragile or gets in his own head and and that affects him at a higher level than other people like deer and fox and malik monk like you don't see that even happen with them in their mentalities much easier said than done to get to that level but you're right if we are going to be talking about domas sabonis being what i mean the second best player on this team like he consistently needs to stay up here mentally. Yeah. And last night, even though his numbers were down a little bit last night, it felt way different to me because he still found ways to impact the game. The guy was setting up his teammates. He had 10 assists, some great screens. He was active. You know, it, the other bigs weren't dominating on the glass either. I mean, they were doing everything to limit each other on that, and he still impacted the game. Where tonight... It didn't feel that way at all. You know, and it felt like at, at times the Kings were actually functioning better against the Clippers when when they went small. You know, yeah. they, I mean, they played, we saw some Lyle small ball five tonight, some Sasha small ball five tonight, and that seemed like the Kings were kind of functioning at least offensively better in those stretches. And yeah, it was just not good from Sabonis. Mm-mm. Yeah, disappointing, I guess you can say too. I, I mean, disappointing just when when you're down a guy like you already mentioned like being down Keegan being down Alex Len even like you have to you have to give more especially in a game against a team like the Clippers that have a talented roster like talented individuals that haven't exactly figured it out Ty Lue's a good coach and these pieces have have played at very high levels they're going to figure it out and unfortunately they really found a way to figure it out against the sacramento kings tonight yeah you saw kind of the best version of what the clippers might be able to do the best with, with harden Kawhi. Um, the kings just don't have anyone on the roster at this point who can guard Kawhi. like maybe you'd throw keegan if he was here on him but Kawhi is long. He's playing aggressive. I thought Kawhi Leonard was phenomenal tonight. He, he was. was everywhere. That jam he had My and God. won. He went up for another dunk that he missed. He got fouled, I believe, on that attempt. Yeah. It, he looked awesome. He ends up in the game. 34 points, 14 of 18 shooting, Morgan. Yeah, just efficient. I mean, efficient and dominant, right? It, was, it didn't matter if he was going to have pump fake, go baseline, yeah. have a little baseline jumper, pump fake, go down the middle, throw it down. Like, he was going to get what he wanted. What did he end up doing? Okay, from three-point land, this is what I thought was interesting. He was only two of two for three only. He was two for three from beyond the arc, and I say that because there were more opportunities for him to chuck some up, 
But what did he do? He stayed patient with his game, and he knew what he was capable of doing, and that was blowing by guys. That was understanding that, that the turnaround defense, jumper. What that turnaround jumper he has, that he could just shoot right over the top. I mean, Paul George, same story. You know, I like I, I think it was Chris Duarte on him at one point, and it was just like right over the top. And it's sure that's going to happen. There's going to be those mismatches. It's always about how can you disrupt the guy's play when he when he just has the ball in his hands right not not when he's going up for a shot and there was no disrupting by the kings tonight, mm -mm. <laughs> tonight. No. it was it was really a rough night i mean Kawhi looked pretty damn special out there paul george had a nice run too he ends up with kind of a quiet 19 points after a hot start and then i thought harden to his credit man i thought he played well i i thought he had good energy early too like the kings I thought they shot themselves in the foot early, too. I mean, I know at the end of the day, we're not talking about, oh, man, the Kings had 20 turnovers. But man, it just felt like some of them were just so deflating. Mm -hmm. So deflating. Yeah. Where, like, it would be on an outlet pass. Monk tries to, the Kings force a turnover, get a stop, and Monk tried to fire a cross-court pass. Harden gets it, reads it perfectly, and then steps into a three. And you're just like, Oh, you're trying to make a little bit of a run here. And those are just so. And there was multiple of those, you know, where it's like every turnover is not created equally. And there was so many deflating moments. And I think um, you look at the points off turnovers for the Clippers, 13 for them, five for the Kings. And this was Will Z's stats. I, I love this. He was swing stat. Um, of the game that he kind of puts up there. And it, it is interesting when you just look at the Kings not capitalize one off of the turnovers because that allows them to get more in their rhythm and in their pace. But the Clippers just controlled this pace in this game and they found a way to be efficient and to make sure they were capitalizing on when the Kings were making mistakes. So the Kings end up with 14 turnovers. The Clippers had a few late for a total of seven turnovers. But as Morgan said, only five points off those seven turnovers tonight. Do you feel any differently about the Clippers after watching this squad tonight now that they're eight and nine sure. with their potential? Yeah. I mean, what Russ played 19 minutes, had nine points off the bench. Like even for him, sometimes I'm like, that's just such a, he looks so good coming off the bench, even though he found a good flow before James Harden. He's so annoying. He's so annoying. He rocked the baby on Herder tonight. That's And then bit. he threw a pass into like the fourth row. And he took someone's head off. His bit. Also his bit. But but you know, I, I, I think when when you look at this team now, and we always go, Oh, on paper, the paper championship team, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Seeing it out there tonight really come together for the Clippers. I give them so much credit for finding a way to connect, to play together, to have a bounce back game after their shitty loss uh against the Denver Nuggets. But at the same time, I just can't really give the Kings a lot of credit. And I also can't justify anything. But like, it was a second night back to back. They were tired. So every team does it. Every team gets tired. Yeah, I, you got to find a way to put more effort out there. And your best player on the team did that tonight. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox played 40 minutes last night. So if there's any player that had an excuse to I'm, maybe have a so-so yes. game tonight, it would be him. And of course, De'Aaron Fox plays 38 minutes on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. He's playing his ass off, finishes with 40 points. 
He did it on 14 of 23 shooting. He was also 9 of 10 at the free throw line after being awful at the line last night. Love so he that. bounced back with that. So, yeah, I, that that's the one thing with something you brought up last night about the Kings. You were talking about they're just inconsistent this year. I don't know how to feel about them. They're just inconsistent. They have seven losses this year. Yep. Four of those seven losses have been by 14 or more points. Oh, yeah. And they have lost by an average of 15.2 points per game in losses this year. Mm. I mean, they've had some really... Why do you think it's this ugly? You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to lose. You're going to lose games, all right? There's all, it's a long year, but it's just... When they lose, it's bad. Like, the only games that have been really competitive, right? It seems like the, the Warriors games. Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know. But the inconsistency I would be worried about. I, I think there's a lot of inconsistency to the rotations and what Mike Brown's oh trying yeah. to accomplish. But he's searching, though, too. Like, he's searching whether... And if you could sit here and tell me, but, but Keegan's out. Okay. I mean, even last year, it, a guy wouldn't be necessarily out, but he would be playing like shit, and Mike Brown could go to the next guy up and it would be a game changer. It, they would make an impact. Where this year, we felt like going into the season, there's more depth, but that extra depth isn't making the impact that Mike Brown and the team needs to go in a different direction. And when I say that, I mean, like, let's say you're not getting what you need out of your first unit. Second unit so far feels like they will play at the same energy the same pace the same whatever as the first unit instead of being like hey we need to change things up that's what i'm seeing in the losses at least not in all the wins but um in a lot of the losses you're just seeing the entire king's team just play the same you know what i mean like they're all just feeding off their energy each other's energy of just staying at this one level of uh, this low level i, I do think it's clear Mike Brown is searching with the rotation. Um, I thought tonight, man, it felt like at times I'm, I'm watching hockey. Like, we're just constant lineup changes. And I think you got to let guys play a little bit more. You got to let them figure it out. Like, yeah. you're, you're talking about taking guys out at specific times or right away when, you know, they're trying to get into a rhythm. I think as a player, you want to have some time. It doesn't mean, hey, you have free reign to go out there and do things that aren't helping the team or make a ton of mistakes, but mistakes will happen. Mm -hmm. You're going to make mistakes. How do you respond? And it, it's just constant. I mean, a great example tonight, you know, Chris Duarte got the start in place of Keegan Murray yeah. again, who missed the game. Chris Duarte not only did not start in the second half, Sasha started in his place. Chris Duarte didn't play in the second half. So Wait, he didn't play at all in the second half. Pretty sure. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, he did not play in the second half. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, just making that change alone, you know, that's something you and I talked about before this game on NBC Sports was just, hey, is it time for more Sasha? Seeing that he ended up playing 24 minutes, um, him and De'Aaron Fox were the only two guys that gave the Kings something more tonight. And I, I love to see it, but... It's because again he got a bigger opportunity. He had he had a longer leash because he showed some promise in last night's game. So he got that longer leash, had those minutes, and was able to still make a little bit more of an impact. Um, 
I'm with you when you look down the line of minutes and just it kind of scattered between a a long list of players. Uh, I think Davion Mitchell, even in his 13 minutes, nine points. It wasn't only the nine points. It was when he started making his shots, things were looking good. He had a good stretch. He did have a good stretch. But I think think even for him, you know, sometimes it's more of his size and not and guys being able to shoot over him on the defensive end, even though he is disrupting before they actually even get to that shot. But still, I don't know. I think I think maybe you don't need to give him 13 minutes then if you felt like that you could give that somewhere else. Or it, it just feel like it it feels the rotation feels very much like a clusterfuck right now. It's the best way to put it. I think I am comfortable with three guys off the bench at this point. And the three guys are Monk, Lyles, and Sasha. Yep. Okay. I, I have a belief that Sasha can be a legit rotational piece for this team. I think I've seen enough. He does enough good things defensively. And we, we saw that against the Warriors. We saw it a little bit tonight. It, <clears throat> the Kings as a team weren't great defensively tonight. But I think he helps you. And so that's that's the plus. And now you got to figure out after that, it's like Davion, it's hit or miss. It's clearly something that Brown's still contemplating, right? Because Keon Ellis got some run for a minute. Mm-hmm. That's a question mark. Seems like they don't know. Like some nights, oh, Kessler Edwards gets time. McGee gets some time. But he went away from McGee again tonight. He just went small ball. Personally, I think that's the play for Sacramento, especially with Alex Len out. Play small ball five. Yeah. You know, put Lyles in that small ball five. Put Sasha out there. Lean into the offense a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm i with you there. And I, I think, too, I, I know we can keep talking. Well, when Alex Len comes back. Well, when that's going to be a while. Back, yeah. yeah. It's it. Well, we and we don't know about Keegan, obviously, but Alex Len. Yeah, it will be a while. And I I. I think it's very important that whatever your rotation is, every guy that is there is capable of still just being able to fill in. Sure. I mean, not everyone's going to be able to play at an all-star level and be De'Aaron Fox, but I don't know. You were just seeing a lot more of it last season. And in this season, I'm not, I'm not seeing that consistently game to game, like where I go, oh, I trust everyone down this list to step up and next man up mentality. I'm just, yeah, I haven't felt that this season. Why do you think they struggle so bad in these losses? With the, uh, and I, I feel like it's really with their offense. Like they, they stop playing like we have seen. And also the Clippers with this group have been a pretty good defensive team too. So we should acknowledge that. But when Sacramento is at, the, at their best, they are making the extra pass. The yeah. ball movement's there. Is it because, like, on a game like tonight, Sabonis is just ineffective, right? Well, and that's Herter's huge. not knocking down shots. HB is not knocking down. Is that what it is? I, I only, and, and I, I've seen, we've seen games where their shot making isn't, completely dictating the rest of their game, right? Like, we've seen that, but I feel like more games than not this season, their shot-making has a lot to do with the way that they play the rest of the game. Um, From an energy standpoint, from obviously putting points up on the board, uh, just a different flow, just a different flow to the game, but they're good enough to not have to rely on just their, their deep shots. 
you know what I mean? Like they, they have so many other good elements to their offense. And even when teams like the Clippers are stepping up and, you know, using their long arms, their big defensive players to really pack that paint and everything, the Kings were still getting into the paint and doing a good job of attacking, but then they were just settling for like, okay, get in the paint, get the outside three, get the open three. And it's like, you could still pump fake, take one more dribble and go for a jump shot. You could, you know, try and get a little bit more DHO action going. I just didn't see a lot of those actions flowing and going um, tonight. And then, and also in a lot of these losses for the Kings. Yeah, it's, again, I, I'm not even surprised that they lost tonight. Mm-hmm. It's just the inconsistency of the offense is, is weird. And and they got to go more in the second half. We should acknowledge they did finish with 117 points. They scored 67 points in the second half, I believe. 67 points in the second half. But then they're just trading baskets. Like, in, in the fourth quarter, they outscored the Clippers... 36-29, but it's like, well, you got down 25, so you're not going to win. You're not getting stops. It's It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, again, this was one of those one of those losses where I think we could break down all of the terrible things that they did, but it's also giving a lot of credit to the Clippers stepping up and looking like an actual good team in this Western Conference. Wasn't expecting that tonight. Um, but we're seeing now more and more teams are really playing up when they play against the Sacramento Kings. The crazy stat I had from the first half, their big three of Harden, George, and Kawhi scored 52 points. The Kings as a team scored 50. Wow. And they did it. I think it was, I think it was like 19 of 33 shooting for those guys. Yeah, and I, I just don't even know what – I think it's because I go, like, what do you do? They're going to make shots. Like, for example, Kawhi Leonard tonight seemed like a guy – he seemed unstoppable at times tonight, right? I get it. They can have one of those guys where they're just, oh, my God, it's Steph Curry. He's unstoppable. You can't allow three guys to be unstoppable. I don't, I don't give a shit if their names are James Harden and Paul George. Like, we've seen this Kings team – mostly of this Kings team, be able to stop, slow down teams with multiple stars on their squads. And that's why when there's a night like this, you go, ooh, everyone just wasn't engaged and locked in. It was, yeah, just mentally, everyone wasn't well, and, there. And they struggle They struggle with teams that have size like this. And this is where we, we, we've talked about this so much, even going back to last year. These are the times you go, man, Another legit wing defender out there, another wing player, like a legit wing defender out there could make a world of difference for this team. And they're lacking that without Keegan playing one. And then just that's that person is not on the roster at the moment. And that's a weakness. When you see them take on some of these teams with size, we saw it against the Pelicans. They got punked tonight. No one to deal with Kawhi. And then Zubats plays bully ball. It's these physical teams that play more physical and then they also are just bigger than the Kings. And you see this on display, and this is what happens. And it's, fi- it's fine. It's fine if if a lot of teams are going to be bigger than this team, but then you have to, whatever your identity, skill set, or whatever it is, 
for your team is, even if it's shot making, whatever, you have to do it on elite level consistently, right? Because there's going to be every single night, the T-Wolves are going to go into a matchup and go, we're the big team. We got Rudy Gobert, we got Kat, we got Nas Reed coming off the bench. Like, we're a big-ass team where the Kings, like, don't have that. And right now, and they're not, they're also not, man, that team can shoot lights out every single night. You're not seeing that either. The only guy that we've seen pretty damn consistent is De'Aaron Fox. And just major love and props to him um, and what he was able to do, not only just dropping 40, but I'm he's the reason why the Kings stayed in this one. And sometimes it's incredible his ability to get into the paint and make some shots over big guys. And when you see that happen for De'Aaron, you go, so why, like, I know Sabonis can do it. So what What was stopping him? Is it a mental block? Is it, it was, he, was he feeling not as strong tonight? So that's where it just gets a little frustrating. I do like Zubats, by the way. I do too. Zubats he's great. is a brick wall. He's big. He's long. He's not going to be intimidated. He's tough. I dig his presence out there. I mean, we already know we already know what it is. So then if you already know how you usually and have played against this big guy, you have to change your game plan. And when I'm saying you have to, I'm talking about individual mindsets. Like Sabonis has to change his game plan. Good job knocking down those two threes. Like you're showing, okay, respect me a little. Maybe I can open up the paint a little bit more. It. It just wasn't enough. And and Sabonis is strong enough to go through yeah. him. I'm not acting like it's easy or anything. It's just a lot of work. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was tonight. It's like missing shots early and then overthinking it because Anthony Davis is a great defensive player. Anthony Davis is one of the best defenders in the league when he's locked in, right? Yep. Sabonis took it to him. Yep. And it's By the way, Anthony Davis not, is not a weak individual either. Mm -mm. He's strong. Yeah. So how how is that? It just doesn't add That's up all. to me. That's all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 totally there too. Where I'm more like, and yeah. and I think this is something too. Where I'm sure on a game like this, you and I, we can go back watch some things tomorrow. Like just watch the bonus plays and go. What is he doing? Does it look like it's something mental? Does it look like it's a strength thing? Um. Because yeah, I need answers. Can we give some love to everyone here hanging out with us Amazing. Tonight? We appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. If you have not yet done it, hit the thumbs up and subscribe because all it does is help our podcast and our YouTube channel continue to grow. Uh, I also want to no note that we do monthly Patreon members live streams. And our next one is coming up tomorrow, a.k.a. Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Go to patreon.com slash deuce and mo. You become a supporter and all of a sudden... You get access to our live members only Q&A. We hang out, have a good time. Plenty of laughs. Talk some kings. It's really loose. It's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So much fun. So much more fun than what we just experienced tonight. And, and really, you know what's bullshit too? Like the stream when we had uh, a thousand more people yeah. live had to go out yesterday. It couldn't go out today <laughs> during like a, like after a loss. You know what I mean? Does ever, You guys know what I mean? Like, okay. Okay now. This is, it's, it's really cool that you guys are all here joining us after such a crappy game, because sometimes games like this, it's difficult to really pinpoint like, oh man, this is why they lost. Like I need the Kings to lose in closer games. Like I'm sick of coming in here after losses and it's uh. like, 
hey, it's another 20-point loss, or hey, they got in a hole. Like, it's the same story. It's the same story. Not as bad as the Houston Rockets losses, but or the Pelicans losses. But, st- I mean, it's still <laughs> It's still close. Luke in the chest says, I was so happy 24 hours ago that I could not fall asleep. Now I'm so sad that I can't fall asleep. I'm sorry, dude. Oh I'm sorry. God. Uh, Morgan, who would your player of the game be in this game? If you're choosing a player of the game, would you give love to the Clippers tonight? Would you maybe give it to Fox? What would oh, you say? F the Clippers. I'd give it to Fox. I, I, I think he is the epitome of like, resiliency and the the guy that just pushes through mentally and physically so much and so consistently throughout the last two seasons um yeah just another another good performance from De'Aaron Fox well let's see if he was a rock and soul player of the game he was oh my god De'Aaron Fox 40 points on 14 of 23 shooting 9 of 10 in 38 minutes yeah, he was great. He was the guy that showed up, and after playing 40 minutes last night, played a really solid game besides the missed free throws against the Golden State Warriors. To do this on the second half of back-to-back, to keep... I mean, I, I can't imagine what this game would have looked like without De'Aaron Fox tonight. So 40 points for him in this Kings loss. Also, tip of the cap to Kawhi Leonard with 34 points. The guy missed four shots on 14 oh. of 18 shooting. Unbelievable. De'Aaron Fox, our rock and soul player of the game. Go to rock and soul in Sacramento. It's an amazing spot. Get breakfast for dinner. Mm. That sounds so good right Late now. night, local place. You can get lunch, dinner. They got drinks. And they have specials during Kings games, too. So let's say, I don't know, Saturday, Nuggets are in town. Yes. You're going to the Kings game. You go to rock and soul. Mm-hmm. Six blocks away from Golden One Center. You go, hey, I got my ticket here. And I... Man, I heard about you on the Deuce and Mo podcast. They're giving you 25% off your entire bill from 4.30 to 6.30. Yep. It's a great deal yeah. at Rock and Soul Diner. Yeah, it's a great place to just stop by, get a major discount on your pregame meal, and then go to the game and hopefully root on the Kings to a win. Morgan, you know the best part about the last couple of games, if I'm going to go optimistic here. Interesting. What? And I know it. I'll just go ahead. Yes, it's Sasha. It's Wait, what were you going to say though? Well, I was going to say, yeah, I understand that they were down twenty plus in oh, both yeah, games, yeah. blah blah blah. But they did win last mm-hmm. night. They did win they that did, game. Hey, they so, pull, they pulled out yes. the dub. I think the last couple of games, seeing Sasha getting there and now getting some legit run tonight. He played twenty four and a half minutes, had thirteen points and five rebounds. I think he has earned a spot in the rotation. And I, I hope Mike Brown gives him a legit opportunity here to, to play a good role. Even when Keegan comes back, even if Keegan Agreed. is back Saturday, keep playing this guy. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think I think he's allowing the NBA pace in the game to, to um, kind of come to him more and more. He's not just trying to force things. He's understanding things at a higher level. You see him wanting to take more charges. You see him understanding where he needs to be on the floor. He's not getting any charges because he flops every time. Well, and he fall, and he's like he's like kind of afraid to take the charge. You can see it in his body language, but that's okay. I mean, you have to experience it to get better and better at it. And so hoping that he can continue that so he can get better at sacrificing his body, but also understanding the geometry of the floor it's probably um i mean it's 
you know, mostly the same as EuroLeague basketball, but you see like the pace is so different. So when the ball is being pushed where you actually need to be when you're getting back in defense, I mean, sure, you can look at the fundamentals and be like, well, stop ball. Or if I see this guy here, I got to make sure I'm playing the middle. But there's more to that when it's playing NBA transition D. And I just feel like he's understanding more at a higher level. And I, I appreciate him, him learning quick. Yeah. And I think when we, we talk about the early season, hey, it takes some time to figure out a team. It's going to take some time for a player like him to figure out his role yeah. in a new league. Yeah. And he just, he adds something that I think is great coming off your bench with legit size, moves without the ball. <clears throat> Another guy, in my opinion, who's not afraid. Yeah. You know, and, and the Kings, like Malik Monk to me, is never going to be shook by some missed shots. The guy's going to keep playing. He's going to keep attacking. So he missed some shots. He kept playing. He kept attacking. Sasha's the same way. This guy pulls up for the Golden One logo all the time and does not hesitate. There's something about Sasha, like the energy that he carries to me. And I mean, don't take this in a negative way because I see it as a positive thing. Is like nothing's that serious. Just nothing's that serious. We are playing a game. It is basketball. Nothing's that serious. So just make sure you're having fun, but also doing everything that you need to do, that you're being told you need to do. I That's why I feel like he's never shook, right? Like you just see him have that same type of mentality um, throughout all these games, whether he was coming in for seven minutes or he's coming in and starting the second half and finishing with 24 minutes. I just... I I really think his, if you want to call it as a rookie, veteran presence of being of playing in the EuroLeague at such a high level for so long, I think it's uh, going to keep trinkling in. So do you think if Keegan's not back coming up next game on Saturday, Kings have a few days off too, by the way. Yeah. Next game Saturday against the Nuggets. Just keep Sasha in there, right? Keep Sasha in the starting line. If you start him in the second half, and, and Duarte hasn't played big minutes the last couple of games. He only yeah. played 13 minutes in this one. Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? I, I, and I, what, what do you have to lose? You like his size. You like what he can add on the offensive end. Deuce, you and I talked about this last night, too. If you can't be great on defense, make sure that you're being great at what you've been great at. And that's what has been happening on the offensive end, at least last season. And I feel like a lot of the focus has shifted to defense as it should, but you got to make sure. And I, I more think I'm talking about Mike Brown and his rotations. He's got to make sure he's having the right guys in there that can score the damn basketball, the right units in there that can score the basketball. And I think Sasha can add that to um, a lot of different units. We got to look ahead to the next game <clears throat> against the Denver Nuggets. Mm. We've got Jamal Murray back tonight back. against the Rockets. But we should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. We appreciate all of our sponsors for making this podcast possible. And companies like Northwest Exteriors are amazing because they believe in us they believe. and the support that you give us. So if you're looking for windows... Go trust the experts at Northwest. Yeah, siding, windows, all of the above. Ask and you shall receive. Seriously, it's one of those 
companies where you want to make sure that you're just reaching out and getting all the information. They have so many people that have been working there for 20 plus years. They are so knowledgeable. So if you want to change your life, your energy bill and or your home, make sure you reach out to Northwest Exteriors. Why would you do that though? Let me talk to you. Because. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. That's why. That's exactly Simply why. the best. Exactly why. You're simply the best. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is going to be a tough one tonight, guys, and we really need your help in the chat. What do you think is tonight's Sharif Jewelers moment of the game? Oh, thank God for Sharif Jewelers. Okay. <laughs> Kings lost 113 to 117. What is the moment of the game um i don't know what do you think it is i have no idea are you okay yeah i just don't know what it is i'm like let's the, see yeah. it might be that Kawhi dunk on mcgee that's insane. i mean that's that really really was kind of just put exclamation mark on you have Nick saying, no, 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 please don't show us that. I'm not showing dunk. you the dunk, but I mean, I feel like it, it's the moment of the game. We should write it down and put it in this moment. Drop. Todd says Harden's first quarter. <laughs> yeah, how yeah, about, yeah. How about the Clippers coming together for the first time this season against the Sacramento Kings? Harden 17 points in the first. Yikes. Kawhi. Nasty dunk. And one. You know, I, I don't love putting stuff like that in the moment, but... But you did it. Sucks, dude. But you did it. Uh, shout out to our friends, by the way, Sharif Jewelers. If you are looking for a good holiday gift, you're like, man, I need to get my boo thing something. Or you want to get something for yourself. Oh. Or you want to get jewelry repaired. Go to the local Everything. experts over at Sharif Jewelers. They are huge Kings fans. They've been in the market forever. They're amazing. Check them out. Yeah, it's been so fun partnering with them, but also learning so much about my jewelry and everything that I can get repaired. I am getting washed and everything else that I need coming up this holiday that, oh yeah, I am going to buy myself and gift to myself. So make sure that you guys check out all the locations everywhere from Folsom, Howe Avenue, the OG. Um, reach out. They're great. And we appreciate their support of the Deuce and Mo podcast. Hey, Morgan, 
we actually have some people. Wow. We haven't done this in a minute. We appreciate everyone. But since the second I have a back-to-back, King's Lost, we got to open up to the people a little bit. Not only in the chat, we'll get some of your comments, but also in our Discord where we have some people lined up to talk to Let's us live. Go. You can join the conversation too. I'll drop the Discord in here. I think discord.com gg slash deuce and mo and you should be able to join i think that's it let's uh check in with jamar what's up jamar hey deuce hey mo how's it going oh so good yeah we're great doing great doing great uh as a matter of fact as a matter of fact i just wanted to give a little little shout out uh tomorrow's my birthday and this is obviously really great being able to talk to you guys it's a really really great honor to be in the presence of two great podcasters like you two. So okay. it's an honor. Wow. Well, that's, um, I'm way too kind, but I feel like this is sarcasm or yeah, joke I, or I something. Don't, I don't trust no. this. I don't appreciate sarcasm. <laughs> One, uh, how old are you about to be? I, I turn 20 tomorrow. Oh my. Wow. Happy 20th. God, 20 You're years. So what are you going to do for your birthday, man? Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be going down to the Bay Area tomorrow. I, I'm going to go visit some family. Um, I'm just going to kind of kick back and relax. Uh, obviously, uh, I, I was going to go to the game tonight. I mean, as I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, I, but hey, uh, the win on Tuesday was was absolutely the best birthday present. Uh, I could ever have the win against the Warriors. That was I obviously amazing. Love that you are gifting yourself that as the game, as you're like, oh man, around my birthday, the Kings beat the Warriors, and you're just gonna forget about tonight's game. I think that's, that's a yeah. genius game plan. One, um, but two, yeah, it it's uh, it's interesting seeing how this team could look so different in 24 hours, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I would think because the back to back was home, they might have a little bit more of a advantage because obviously the last back to back they had, they had to fly from Dallas to New Orleans, and that's obviously really difficult. It's not this that time, difficult. Uh, it's, it's not. It's well, I not. Mean, I might. I mean, it's not like they're flying across the country. I. I just. So I hate back-to-backs in general. I hope we can get to a point in the NBA where it's like, you know what? Why do we do back-to-backs? Right. It's just better to have both teams rested. The quality of basketball goes up. Let's not do back-to-backs. You know, I understand how complicated that would be too. But like, but what about home back-to-backs? Yeah, I mean, home back-to-backs, I guess, make more sense, I guess. That's fine. But the traveling back-to-backs... I, I don't like. I mean, it's just tough playing back to back in general. But like, we you, you can't use it as an excuse. Like, this is this is the NBA season. It's hard, and there are going to be tough moments in the schedule. But you're not the only team in the NBA who plays back to backs. There are teams who right. play back to backs, and they actually play well. And you have to get to a point where you can lock in and fight through the fatigue. Because the reality is, yeah, you're playing a back to back tonight. But you don't play another game until Saturday. You have Thursday off. You probably practice Friday, and then you play Saturday. Like, you're fine. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Those kind of back-to-backs on the road are obviously really, really difficult. But, uh, but you know, I guess the NBA hasn't got rid, uh, hasn't got rid of them yet. So, I guess you're yeah. stuck with them. Dude. Too bad. Too sad. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on your mind, man? Yeah. Um, the only, the only other thing on my mind is that I think Sasha Vizenkov, uh, he's obviously, uh, really starting to assert himself, uh, as a true 
member of the Sacramento Kings. I feel like towards the beginning of the season, you know, he was kind of just a body. He was kind of out there, kind of just, you know, you know, playing with four other guys who he's still trying to get familiar with on the court. Yeah. Now, now Sasha Vazenkov is asserting himself as a true member of the Sacramento Kings and now over the last two games against the Warriors and and then obviously the uh huge extension of minutes tonight have been have been really really great for him and we are being able to see what Sasha can truly do I mean he was one of the uh top top guys obviously in Europe and now and now you obviously know Euro Euro uh, excuse me European guys don't have a good history in coming over to the NBA and making immediate impacts unless you're like Wembenyam or Luca, etc. But I think Sasha over the last two games has really began to assert himself uh with the Kings and it's just really great to see him soar. And I and I agree uh with something Deuce has said has said earlier that he should be in the rotation more if Keegan isn't back yet or or you know maybe if Duarte's still struggling, you give Sasha that extended le- uh that extended leash. So I agree with that. Wow. All right, man. I appreciate you checking in. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yep. Happy birthday, dude. Thank you very much, guys. You guys have a good night. Bye, Jamar. Yeah, when I look at the rotation, too, even when Keegan gets back, it's like, keep playing Sasha and keep playing Lyles. Just Lyles can be your backup five. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, that that and and I like what he was saying, too, even just about how, you know, Sasha looked like this to start the year. And I think a lot of people were expecting so much their expectations of what Sasha was going to add to this team was like immediate impact all these different things and I think I was texting you tonight about that I was like you know people we don't need to have those high expectations for him we need to have high expectations for him just as a basketball player as a as someone who needs to play a role on this team, whether you want to call that a role player or you want to call that, or you want him to be a little bit more than that. Either way, he's starting to figure out, get the feel of the game a little bit more. And I, I, I like seeing his growth. By the way, the Kings next opponent, the Denver nuggets coming up on Saturday, the nuggets actually mm. play Friday though. So they will be on the second. night of a back to back. They play Friday against the Phoenix suns yes. before coming to Sacramento. I'd be interested to see if Jamal Murray is playing on the second night of a back-to-back, if they decide to rest him one of those games as he's just coming back from injury. I was thinking that same thing. And obviously, if they have Jokic out there, it's like at some point, it's like, well, that guy is really hard to stop anyway. It doesn't matter. But yeah, if there's less of that out there and Keegan, for some reason, isn't back, then great. I hope they go in that direction. At what point are you concerned about the Keegan injury? I'm concerned already. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, he did practice, and he, it was it was a full participant at practice earlier this week where he it, he got contact. It, that, hearing that, and then just knowing that we've seen these guys, we've seen De'Aaron, I've seen him at points in games, like last night, wince. Right. And I'm like, is his ankle still bothering him? Yeah. yeah, it probably is because that's what injuries do. Like, that's just what they do. They linger. You know, you, you play when you're you're able to play where you're not going to necessarily hurt it more, but it's going to hurt at times. Backs are so different. So I always get super concerned back, neck, any of those type of injuries because I go, when is when is the point where you can play through it, you know, or like uh, be, uh, be manageable to play with and if he's playing 
contact or having some contact at practice, I think that's a great sign. But I am concerned that like it still isn't good enough. You want to take some more calls? You want to talk to a few yeah, more people? Of course. Let's uh, check in with Manny. What's up, Manny? Manny. Manny. Manny, did you fall asleep on us? Oh, no. He huh? pulled a Coach Nick. There he is. What's up, Manny? What's up, Deuce and Mo? What's going on, dude? Rough night, man. Rough yeah. night. That's a great way to put it. What did, what did you What did you see? So for me, so I'm at the point now where, like, I think in the past with with our Kings teams, right, like, we kind of – so oh, let me go back a second. Yeah, yeah. After last season, watching Fox come into his own and this year even go further than that, having Sabonis, uh, expectations of Keegan stepping up his game this year, tweaking the bench a little bit, bringing Sasha over. I just think with all that we're beyond now – with the way we were before, right? We've had to change how we feel about this team, what we're willing to accept. And I think this is one of those games where in the past we would have just shrugged it off. And I think some people still do, but it's like, eh, it's a back-to-back. Eh, you know, they'll have games like that. And I'm more like, no, I don't accept that. I don't accept that. Everybody in the NBA has back-to-back games. Not everybody loses that second game, or at least, doesn't get blown out. Yeah, I think that's and the it's, point. It's like dominated, right? Because right. We, we get in these conversations sometimes as fans where we talk about a game like, I can't believe they, they, they lost tonight. It's like, well, I mean, you can because the Clippers have a lot of talent. And yeah, they, they, I mean, absolutely. Kawhi Leonard's a pretty damn good player. Harden had not gone off to a great start with the Clippers. He looked more like James Harden tonight. Mm-hmm. But we know what mm-hmm. Paul George can do. It's a good team. They've got switchable players on defense. They've got toughness. They've got length. They've got scoring. They've got passing. They've got a lot of things that are hurt the Sacramento Kings. But to your point, it's like, hey, let's have some expectations where you're not getting blown out by halftime and then maybe making a brief little yes. run in the fourth quarter to, to make it closer. The Kings lost by what? Four, was it 14 tonight? We all know yes. it wasn't a 14-point game. No. It, right. it, it was like a 20, 25-point game for most of the game. It never felt like it was even remotely close. The Kings cut it to 13 at like the six, six-ish minute mark of the fourth, but it didn't feel like it was going to happen because immediately it was like a Kawhi Leonard bucket. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, yeah, I mean, you just have to play better in these games, especially on the home floor. And even if you take the last two nights, right, like let's just pile them up together. Uh, four different halves of games. Three, what? Two today, one year. Three out of those four halves were horrible. Yeah. So that's not good. And and when you're a contender, which we are, and oh, I I oh. firmly believe we are, then are you t- like a title contender or like a Western Conference contender? Right now, I'm more towards the Western Conference. Like I I, I still think there's pieces that need to be added and growth that needs to be had before. They're a serious title contender, but most definitely they can come out of the West. Like, I really believe there's a chance that they have a good chance as much as anybody. If they're on that row at the end of the year and they're rolling into the playoffs, I think they're, they can be as strong as anybody else. Hmm. But yeah, I, I, you know, and I think, I think it's, it's funny. I keep going there, Manny, and I keep going, like, when we see this team good, it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is a good basketball mm-hmm. team. This is, like, this is a great style of basketball. Everything's together. 
I am a little, I, I don't even want to say, it, I'm not concerned, mm-hmm. but I am, I have, um, I've reservations. Been, yes. About, about the inconsistency. Truly. Mm-hmm. Like now mm-hmm. that we're what, 17 games into the season, I'm like, Ooh, there's a little bit more of that than I was expecting this mm-hmm. season, especially with them taking a leap. I know, I know other teams, uh, game plan for them, know what they're about, but like De'Aaron Fox is still becoming unstoppable. I can't have Domas being someone that teams know how to stop because they can throw a mismatch on him or just a bigger body on him because I think he's a smart enough and a good enough player to alter his game plan and be better than that. Right. And to add on top of that, I think that's also one of the, I'm not going to say it's a good thing, but what you're talking about with the inconsistencies is if let's just say there's a trend going on here and it continues somewhere where, you know, they're having these great games. And then some of these lapses, like from between now and the trade deadline, there is time to make that evaluation. And if there's somebody out there that's willing that you think can help the team that you don't have to obviously give up the farm for, because there's just certain staples that, they're untradeable on this team. And I'm not going to like even go on the rant about Davion. Ever that. I love the dude. I think he's one of, one of the nicest guys, hardest workers. But if at some point, Mike Brown's the guy, right? We, and, and Mike, we trust at this point, no matter what. And if he's not going to be in a rotation or whoever else, then those are trade pieces and you put something together and you bring somebody in, but you're at the point now, like, you know, you held Pat you after the last year and you, you made a couple of tweaks. And now you know this this half is the growth of where you know where you're going to be at. And if you need to go out there and do something, then you do it. You don't yeah. worry about all the fans debating on who you should get, who you shouldn't get. You're running the organization. You know what's best. Go do what you got to do, and let's go. And if that means maybe it's too it's too high of an ask at the trade line line, fine. You roll with it. But then next Next offseason, you better be willing to go out there and take that next step because at that point, at this point, two years in successfully, you have to be a title contender at next year. You do because there's only so much of a window. Yeah. Yeah, Manny. I appreciate you checking in, dude. Thanks, Manny. Thanks. Uh, one, one perspective real fast, Morgan, and Hector brought this That's up. That's what I just saw, and I can't wait to get to this. I mentioned this last night. Hey, where were the Kings at now compared to this time last uh-huh. year? They are 10-7 and seven after tonight. Uh-huh. They were ten and they were ten and seven after seventeen games last Correct. year. Correct. Look, I think you know. There's moments. The season feels like a roller coaster ride. I think this year it was already going to feel different because there were expectations. Mm-hmm. But I think these losses, the way that they're losing Thank these double digit victories, is why people are a little uneasy about it's it. A right? Different ten and seven, but. And I'd have to go back and look at the the ten and seven last year to see like what type of games they were playing, like what were the scores of those games. But remember, they started zero and four. Um, but even in the zero and four losses, they, they weren't getting blown out. It's all the not, time. and it's not no. even about the the points. It wasn't even the, about the points on the board and losing those games. It was how they were losing those games, and when they lost those four games right from the start, it was oh, oh. This team's good. Yeah. Where in these losses this year, as they're 10 and 7, it's oh. Oh, God. Yeah, but I get, here's my pushback on that. De'Aaron Fox missed five games. Yeah, but but how many games, 
How many, the the two Houston games, which were atrocious. Yeah, that's fine. But we saw atrocious basketball even with him back. No, in and the I'm Pelicans lost again. But you could still acknowledge he missed five games. Like he missed five games. Keegan's missed a few games now. Like I'm not, they are more banged up this time. Right now, compared to this time last year, I'm don't. I honestly don't even give a shit about the record. Like I I haven't even cared about the record when I talk about what I am witnessing on the floor and what I'm witnessing on the floor is elite basketball to really dog shit basketball. And I say that because my expectations for them, one are higher. Sure. They are higher, but two, it it is what it is. It's not good basketball, team basketball being played out there. And I say team basketball because on a night like tonight, you can't say that it was all shit when you have a guy like De'Aaron Fox going at it yeah. and dropping 40. But something that we have talked about before with De'Aaron this year is, you know, you don't want to be in a situation where he has to play 40, 38 minutes in back-to-backs. 100%. Like, 100%. You don't want that. Nope. You want him. Can you play him 35 minutes? They're not at that point right now. And so, like, I, there's definitely moves that are going to have to be made, in my opinion, uh, before the deadline comes in February. We've got a long way to go. Uh, let's check in with Joey. What's up, Joey? That's how it's spelled. Morning. Yeah, yeah, The three Ys. Joey. This is my, um, the least favorite thing about doing calls again is, um, when people aren't being able to figure out it's like, hey, muting, it's you know? like, well, you know what you would do if you were like, if they were calling someone and they're, you have to hold for 20 minutes. If they're not there, when that operator yeah. picks up, like you out, you gone. All right. We'll, we'll try him back in a second. We do have uh, one of everybody's favorites uh, in the building right now. <laughs> Let's welcome him in. Hi, Dusamo. Oh, hey, there's a uh, Nick. Hey, Nick. What's up, dude? I was at the Keys game tonight, and I had a pizza. Oh, did, did you buy it? No. Okay. Uh, who bought it for you? <laughs> All right, okay. Mr. Evil Laugh, okay. who bought yeah, it for who, you? Who bought the pizza for you? Oh, uh, some, some kid said, uh, was giving me Legends Cooper coupons, and some kid wanted my hat. He wanted 30 bucks for my king set that I got a, that was a giveaway and then the kid went in my head and I said yeah I'll take the 30 bucks of food vouchers and I'll get pizza with it <laughs> I'm so proud of you wait, wait you took a, a king's giveaway hat and then turned that into 30 bucks food vouchers for pizza yeah that's, that's a businessman wow. right there that's nick nick yeah. we might need you to be a part of our deuce and mo sales team that's amazing dude um, I, had to get, I had to give the hat the kid wanted the hat so you know you got to give it to a kid 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 i don't wear i don't really wear hats wait nick you you took 30 bucks from the kid though so you didn't you didn't do <laughs> yeah. a nice gesture and give a hat away to a kid yeah, you, you got compensated for this nick oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> wait okay. and did you say wait one more question did you say you had multiple hats i got multiple hats in my closet oh, okay nice. okay uh nick what what was your breakdown what did you see in this game tonight i wasn't i wasn't happy when we lost we, i was not happy that we lost yeah it was not cool because we lost we lost our game it was not cool it wasn't cool 
It wasn't cool. No. no, it wasn't cool. So what's your message to the team? You, they bring you into the locker room after the game. What do you say to this team? Yeah, not cool. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play better. You gotta play better. You sound disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you know they they gotta play better. Wow, and it's just it's one not cool to play like that. I agree, but two, you need to see better defense. What did you think about Kawhi Leonard in his game? What I thought about is when I. What I thought about it was when I when I thought about it was, you know, he well You could stop him. Yeah. You could stop him and you gotta play better. Yeah. No, no, we think you Yeah, I meant you, you could stop actually him. Nick could shut down Kawhi. I could. I know oh, you could. I love that energy. All right, Nick. Well thanks for checking in. I'm glad you got your pizza and hopefully the Kings can win their next game. I'll be get I'll be at the game December second. December second. I saw Matt Barnes today. I got to say hi to him. Sweet, Aww. sweet man. Well, we'll see you then. Okay. Are, are you gonna be on pregame December second? I is that this Saturday? I will be. If I'm gonna come say hi to you, but you'll be working. Yes. Yeah. Good you're job. so you're so good. good. I'll see you then. Okay, Nick. That means I can say hi to you. Then you have to go back to work, right? Sleep. That's dreams, it. Nick. Sleep dreams. You know the rules. Thank you, Nick. Sleep dreams. All right. No sleep beams tonight. There's no beam tonight. I was not even going to even push that on him. We do want to acknowledge some people in the chat. Appreciate you guys being here, hanging out. The chat's pretty active tonight. Uh, RP says 10 and 7 through 17 games. Is that, that is the same as last year. You know what that means? The team has a clear ceiling. I mean, uh, no, I don't think that means they have a clear ceiling. I mean, I think there's context to it all. Um, And I don't think... Monty McNair went into this year going, well, that's all. That's all, folks. I don't have to make any moves. I think Monty's going to have to be aggressive at the deadline. And you have to make the right move, too. Don't just make a move to make a move. It's not about that. It's making the right move. Because if you're making a super aggressive trade that could shake things up a little bit and add maybe some star power in your opinion, it, it better be the one that put you to that next level because if you're just making a move you're winning a headline who cares well here's the thing it it, that is easier said than done though too it's like looking for the right trade the right name without breaking up what you believe in and what we're seeing that this front office believes in is that continuity is that consistency but when it's broken i do believe that they're willing to be like all right adjust not a f- not out of fear but it's like ah, oh, this little puzzle piece isn't actually supposed to go there it's one of those ones where it's like you think it fits there because it's like a whole bunch of green puzzle pieces and it's like it kind of fits and then you realize as you get closer and closer to the end it's like oh wait that isn't the actual piece. Does anyone know this? As we get around the holidays, you start doing Christmas puzzles with your families. Anyone? Puzzles. Yeah. Puzzles. We definitely didn't do that in my house. Well, you grew up a little different. We, we did, hey, mom has to call Smud to ask for the power to stay on type stuff. You know? <laughs> No Christmas tree this year, I Deuce. love... How many times no. have we seen Deuce bring okay. this up? Anytime oh, yeah. you bring... A puzzle. I brought up a puzzle. 
And this that just is sounds what, like such a cool family thing to do. I, I mean, we didn't do it until I was older, but okay. like, I see. Yeah, but I'm really sorry again that you had to go through that. Let's uh, go try Joey again. I think Joey is ready this time. What's up, Joey? Hello. Hey, Joey. What's up, man? You're on with Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Yes, that's us. What's up, dude? What's up? What's on your Nothing mind? Much. Uh, sorry about that earlier. I thought I was behind Coach Nick. So no, it's okay. It's okay. Waiting. It's no okay. worries. Um, well, just a quick thought, and then just want to turn it around and not be a doomer. But one, I think we have to get over the slow start thing. I think we looked really good in a few games coming out and like really giving it to teams. But last game, we were just kind of digging ourselves out of a hole a little bit. And I know missing Keegan you know we don't have like a reliable shooter out there but man I'm just really looking forward to kind of getting over this hump of slow starts but if I could turn it around I think um I think Demonis is a little tired I think he like you said he foxes out for five games Domas had to carry us on his back for a good stretch I know he had the Rockets losses but you know, there's a lot of pressure on him. I think the back-to-back, he's just a little gassed tonight. Yeah, they looked, other guys looked a little bit gassed tonight. That that was clear. Yeah. You know, I the, the guy that I keep thinking about more and more when it comes to adding, because I, I feel like the Kings need some more scoring. I know it's crazy to say for a team that's so good offensively. But when I say that, it's like another guy that can get you a bucket on his own. Fox can do that, right? Monk can do that. Right. After that, there's some question marks, right? Well, there, but there used to not be with Kevin Herter, you know. And I feel yeah, but like he's never been a guy that can go get his own. I'm talking about when okay. these defenses are mm. taking things away from you. Some of the best defenses, look, you're not surprising anybody in the NBA anymore. Keegan's so. supposed to evolve into that sure. guy. We just, yeah, right. I, I don't think he is that. And I know yeah, some I people talk about Levine. I, everyone talks about Levine. I'm, I'm really interested in DeRozan. I know it's an expiring deal. I just don't think it would be as costly. And that guy can get you a bucket. He's a vet. He understands his role. He'd be eager to be in a good situation. I think this this place would motivate him a little bit. Yeah. You know, Levine's someone who's kind of flirted with us in the past too, but I think I think just missing out on Keegan. I think once we get him and back, I think we're learning some new things, some new wrinkles for the offense. I know the players were saying that, you know, Mike Brown's implementing some new things. So maybe I'm just hoping, you know, a few more rotational players that are newer. Even Kessler probably has a different role this year. Davion's role is changing. I, I just I just hope we can just kind of keep evolving after yeah. this one. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, hey, Joey, thanks for uh, checking in for the first time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, right, Joey. See ya. There's Joey. Joey. Um, the other perspective, just for a second, guys, like the Kings had won five of seven before this game. Yeah. Yeah. But I get it too. The losses, the losses have been bad. And that's what that's, that, I think that's what the big difference is this year. Well, it's and it's not about having a moral victory after a Kings loss and being like, man, but they did this, this, and this. Yeah. Well, it's about I hope we get to the point that we see some losses this year where we're breaking down good basketball in losses. And the other team was just 
better, you know, or these mistakes happen where it seems like they're the identity of these losses for the Kings are just like purely mistakes and, and not their style of basketball. In the chest, Sydney says Caruso, Caruso is right there, but you said DeRozan. Well, uh, Sydney, I'm, I was talking about specifically a guy who can go get another bucket. That's not Alex Caruso. I love Alex Caruso. First team, all defense. I think he could be available. Um, I think it's going to be costly to get someone like Alex Caruso and you have to weigh, all right, are you willing to give up some future picks for Alex Caruso? Is he making that big of a difference with your team? I think this year, what's intriguing about Caruso, he's been shooting it efficiently. He's obviously not a high volume guy, but he's knocking down open threes. He's shooting well this year. And then what he does as a defender, being able to defend multiple positions, the fact that last year he's all NBA first team, yeah, I love Alex Caruso. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying don't think about that. I was talking specifically about a guy that can get a bucket. I like Caruso, though, a lot. Uh, Muhammad in the chat says, last year at 10-7, and seven, only one loss was by 15 points. All Ooh. other losses were less than that. Interesting. And they felt less than that, too. Now, also... If you look at the games after game 15, uh, I remember last year they played an awful game in mm -hmm. Atlanta and they played an awful game in Boston. In Charlotte. Back-to-back -back games. Home like, against Charlotte? Yeah, I think you're going into December at that point. I was talking about just late November around oh, okay. this time. So, yeah. It's a long year. What's your final message tonight, Morgan? Um, I feel like this has been a ugh, pod tonight. How come? It's kind of a downer. I don't think it was, I mean, let's be honest, it wasn't, it wasn't a fun game. Sure. It just, like, what What were you going, we could have, we could have talked about the Clippers a lot more and talked about how special James Harden all of a sudden looks on this starting unit. And he had five steals tonight. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, like we could have gone that direction and talked some fun basketball, but Truly, it was after such a high of last night getting that win against the Golden State Warriors in season tournament game, all the drama. It was, I wasn't, my expectations weren't high for the Kings on dominating and getting the W tonight, but I have higher expectations for them in these losses. And um, I think it's just monitor it. That would be my message is monitor these losses and how they keep losing and trust your eyes. And hopefully we see bounce backs and I don't need bounce backs in the win loss column. Like I even, I said that last year, but that was different expectations. But truly right now I'm under the impression, like I just need bounce backs, even in losses of, of not getting in holes, being able to play at the, the same consistent, high-level basketball throughout the entire game. And if you get a loss because the other team was better or did some other things, great, fine. Last year, the defense was so inconsistent, right? Yeah. That was the biggest thing that was inconsistent. This year, it's been the offense. And I think my final thought tonight is just thinking about the offense. Like, I want to see a stretch where they've really got it going on that end. Mm -hmm. I know they had that, you know, six-game winning streak, and that was fun, but... You know, it's just, it's been so hit or miss. You see a game like the Minnesota game, the final game of a six-game road trip, Minnesota undefeated at home at 7-0. and Yeah. The number one defensive team in the NBA at that point. They were killing everybody at home for the most part, except that Boston game that they won anyway. 
and the Kings executed their shit. Yeah. Like they had no answer for Fox late. They were whipping the ball everywhere. They were making the extra pass. And of course it does help when you knock down shots. No shit. But you can't rely but on that. You can't. It's about the the type of shots you're getting yes. and, and seeing the extra, uh, the pass, the, the extra Paint drive touch. to the basket, yes. the attack and collapsing the defense. And I'm just not seeing that from the Kings consistently in these games. No. And that's, that's one area where I'm like, okay, this is weird. Now, you know, when you're missing Keegan and you're putting Duarte in the starting lineup, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that's not gone well because Duarte didn't even start the second half tonight. I, so. I I just did not think this was a doom and gloom type of podcast. I thought, I mean, it's like it's like we said, like someone said early yeah. on, the crowd sucked tonight. It's like, well, they didn't give the crowd anything to root on. And it's like they didn't give us a whole bunch of things to break down even. You know what, though? I think it's because we didn't laugh enough. That's why I'm feeling that way, too. It's like, you know, we didn't have enough fun. You, f- you feel a little down right now? I feel down? Yeah. I'm good. I mean, I'm... I'm definitely like I'm gonna sleep for ten hours, but I'm good. I'm so tired. I'm not even saying that. I'm, I'm not so even saying. That. I mean, we didn't laugh enough. Like, say a joke. I, I don't have one. Well, there you go. Um, That's why it's not funny. Here are my goals for the next uh, two games: beat Denver, mm-hmm. take advantage of them when they're playing a second half of back to back, and then please just win Monday. Please beat the Pelicans on Monday. It's not going to be easy, but you can beat that team. I want to go to Las Vegas. I really want that. I've never heard Deuce Mason say, I want to go to Las Vegas. It's November, not July. I've been excited about going to Vegas in summer league. That's true. That's yeah. true. No, it's true. So, Ugh. Um, well, we appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us after a uh, crappy Kings game. You guys hung out with us late. Of course, we're going to be live tomorrow, our members-only live chat on patreon.com slash deuce and mo, so check that out. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we gots to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.